Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Eats Beat podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex, one of the most listened to food podcasts in Texas. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. Well, we've had a lot of Eats Beat podcasts, Steve, and we've talked a lot about the famous desserts from Fort Worth and pies and cakes and bakeries. Well, we, I don't think we've ever actually had Hans Muller from Swiss Pastry Shop on to talk about the uncake the crunchy cake, the black forest cake, and everything he has besides black forest cake. Welcome, Hans. Thank you. Nice to be here. It is a very busy season of the year for you. I'm amazed that you could take 20 minutes out to talk with us about the black forest cake. How many have you baked today? Uh, we baked 100 and something cakes today. Oh, my with, gosh. Along with about 250 pie shells and all kinds of other stuff. So. Well, uh, Swiss Pastry Shop in Fort Worth has uh, has been here for nearly 50 years. It's known for Hans' father's uh, tradition of a, a, a black forest cake that isn't like the black forest cake you had somewhere else in the country. And it's by far Fort Worth's iconic dessert, favorite dessert. But something happened recently. You got famous on TikTok. Yeah, that was wild. A, a young lady... Uh... She decided she had 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 the cake, I guess, when she was 10 years old or so at a party and and uh, didn't know how to feel about it because it seemed stale when she cut into it. But she ended up uh, calling it the crunchy cake and really loved it. And I think it's got something like six million views on TikTok now and and well over a million likes. So that was uh, that was an unexpected uh, pleasure for us, I guess. All these years of baking cakes and you suddenly go viral for, you know, uh, TikTok for being crunchy. It, it was just amazing, and the response was amazing. Yeah, several people have said we should change the name, so we'll, <laughs> we'll think about that. <laughs> Everybody's always got advice for you about things, don't they? Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Steve, well, yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say yeah, that's a picture of the crunchy cake up. So people exactly. can see what that is. Steve, so, why, don't, why don't you and Hans talk about the cake and what goes in it and the various layers of what makes up a black forest cake? Well, well, Hans, I'm at. Uh, what's the crunchy part? <laughs> well, in, in in Europe they're called dequois. It's it's a it's an almond, essentially an almond meringue, and so and it's baked low and slow in the oven for a long period of time to get it dried out and get that crunchy uh, texture to it. Then what's in between? Uh, it's a whipped cream. Uh, we have a 140 quart mixing bowl that we mix up whipped cream in every morning and and fill our cakes with. It looks like uh, chocolate and sugar. Yep, yep. Uh, chocolate shavings and powdered sugar on top. And uh, we use a really good Belgian chocolate from Calibo. And, and uh, it, you know, we, we try to spare no expense and use the best stuff we can to put into that cake. And it's all, it's an almond, crunched almonds and almond flour. So that makes oh, Well, it no almond flour, actually, but we just, we have a, a buffalo chopper and we, we buy uh uh, natural sliced almonds and we okay. grind them up into kind of a it's it's a coarse meal it's not at all like flour but okay we want it to have a little bit more crunch and rustic texture to it okay yeah, like gluten-free correct yeah well Every technically gluten-free legally no because we have flour in the bakery uh, we we get into all kinds of uh mm -hmm. uh kind of uh, touchy situations about that people coming in and wanting gluten-free products and we have to tell them honestly that you know while it's while it's safe for most people with with gluten intolerance and, and celiac conditions, we don't want to 
we don't want to advertise it as legally gluten-free because we just can't say that since there's actually wheat flour in the bakery. Mm -hmm. Hans, what do you know about the history of this recipe? I know that, that your father brought it. He and several other German and Swiss chefs came to Fort Worth in the early 60s at Old Swiss House, at the country clubs, at the balcony. And mm -hmm. I know that your father was serving it here at, at, uh, at Ridgely Country Club. But what, yes, what do you know about the history? Um, it, it's, I mean, meringue desserts are kind of uncommon here, but in Switzerland, the, every restaurant has a meringue dessert of some sort. And most of them are either with crushed hazelnut or almond or uh, it's, I mean, they, they didn't, I guess being a very mountainous region, Switzerland didn't have a whole lot of room for growing wheat. And so desserts were made with eggs and sugar and whatever they could find. I mean, if you go to anybody's house, my, anyone in my family's house, they're going to serve you some kind of meringue dessert with either ice cream, whipped cream or fruit. And uh, so I'd like to say there's some kind of crazy thing about it, but it's just, it's from my dad's background as a, as a kid in Switzerland and trained in Switzerland uh, to be a baker that, you know, you just make stuff with, with egg whites. <laughs> and this, this was in Zell. Is that, is that right? Yeah, he, he's from a little bitty one horse town called Fischbach. That's about five uh, miles North of Zell. And Zell was kind of like the, the, the bigger small town that my mom is from. Now, how did this, I know that there's some Swedish connection too. Um, well, to the black forest cake. Yes, because they, that's, that's the kind of black forest cake they have in Sweden. Uh, so it, it's, it's common in Switzerland to have this kind of a black forest cake. And it's also common in Sweden. And I guess Sweden being a little bit bigger country, maybe that's, maybe it's more famous from them. I don't hey, know. Hey, you must also have baked German black forest cakes with chocolate and cherries and all we that. Sometimes actually make them for Walter Kaufmann when he had the old Swiss house, we made these little six inch, uh, traditional German black forest cakes with the, the cherry brandy and the, and the cherries and the chocolate cake in it. Yes. And uh, that's actually one of when made properly, like they do in Europe, it's one of my favorite cakes uh, here. They tend to, I mean, no offense to anyone, but here they tend to use cherry pie filling and really sweet cherries and make it a really sweet cake over there. It's a really boozy kind of a alcoholic dessert. And uh, the Swiss love their alcohol and their sugar together. <laughs> you know, speaking of baking for restaurants, before we leave the Black Forest, we should talk about, I believe their cake is served at Michael's restaurant in Fort Worth and or he, something he, similar. Yes, yes. Michael Michael buys cakes for us for special occasions, and uh, we serve them at Avoca Coffee. They buy them by the slice, and uh, a couple other restaurants get them on occasion for for uh, John Bonnell usually gets one for his birthday cake. <laughs> well, I think everybody in Fort Worth gets one for their birthday cake. A lot of people do. I mean, I, I don't want to overstate it. Some people don't like it, but and it's not everybody's favorite cake, but enough people uh, have liked it to put both my kids through college. So <laughs> somebody, somebody didn't like it. Well, we, we get, I, I, I'd like a list. Do you have a list? <laughs> I, I try not to dwell on that. We, okay. we get a couple calls a month about people saying they hate the cake. It's, it's nothing like the real black forest cake. And it, it's, I guess it's more that it, it, uh, their expectation was for something else and they didn't like, or they didn't get what they expected. It's really tough to be at icon hunts. It really is. The, mm. uh, uh, you know, it, well, Steve, I think you have a photo because the, the uh, uh, the favorite cake that I have at Swiss Pastry is not the Black Forest cake. My favorite cake is the Metropolitan, 
And so I'd like you to talk about the other cakes and pies that you bake. And what are people missing if they only get Black Forest cake? This is uh, the Metropolitan is chocolate cake with cheesecake in the middle. Is that right? Right. It's a really dense chocolate pound cake with a, with a layer of cheesecake in the middle and chocolate ganache and a chocolate cream cheese icing. It's 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 like it's the absolute opposite of Black Forest cake, which Black Forest is light and crunchy. This is super dense and very rich and chocolatey, and the cheesecake is dense. And uh, it's 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 actually one of my favorite desserts. This is such a great birthday cake. What uh, or, or holiday cake? What are the other? Uh, you make like ten cakes every day and fifteen pies or something. Uh, some, yeah, something like that. We we have uh, four or five different kinds of cream pies, chocolate, coconut, key lime, et cetera, and do some fruit pies, apple, peach, cherry. We have pecan. We have, uh, we do yeah. buttermilk and lemon chess, et cetera, et cetera. Hey, you have an excellent buttermilk compared to the others in town. You have an excellent cherry pie. Cherry pies are often disappointing and yours is you know, probably you know the best out there now, or one of the best. I and then, that. and then you have a, a display case full of strudels and muffins, and what all? What all else is there for people to find? It's not just a cake shop, right? On every, every Friday and Saturday, we do the picture you see right now is a Queen Amon. Uh, we do a really nice uh, Viennese soiree, which is uh, flaky layered pastries, and we do those on weekends. It's a very difficult and long time dough to make, so we try not to offer it every day of the week. Uh, I mean, we have apple strudels. Uh, what you see there is a mushroom uh, and white wine uh, crescent in the front, and then a raspberry. Uh, the red crescent in the back is a, a raspberry chocolate crescent, and uh, all of those are made with a, a very high-fat butter, uh, and uh, gets it really flaky and, and delicious. What's what's Christmassy? What do people order for Christmas? Uh, you know. The, the, for Thanksgiving, people order a lot of the traditional pies and all that. For but Black Forest is it, it really is our our Christmas. I mean, we sell lots of cookies with the shape like Christmas trees and Santa Clauses, and and uh, we make a Stollen, which is a German Christmas bread that people seem to like. Uh, we sell a lot of rum balls; uh, they're popular too during Christmas. But by and large, um, uh, you know, we the last week of Christmas we'll sell over a thousand Black Forest cakes, and that's. 20 times more than anything else will sell. And um, and you also have, do people have quiche for Christmas yeah. Eve morning or Christmas Day? Do you have any space to bake quiche or is it all? Uh, we, we typically will have those the week before, but uh, we try not to take orders for that kind of stuff right up to Christmas because we never know if we're going to be able to, to make time for it because of the volume of the Black Forest and pecan pies and those kind of things that really make up the bulk of our orders. A uh, few people are disappointed, but we really have to kind of put our blinders on the last few days uh, because there are so many orders for our, our you know, big Christmas sellers like pie and stolen and, and, and black forest that it's tough to make uh, quiches and uh, quiche typically takes us about two to three days to make because we're roasting vegetables the day before. And uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a several step process. We try to make a quiche that's not watery. So we bake a lot of the moisture out of the vegetables and uh, all that takes time, which we really don't have the few days leading up to Christmas. Steve, you've, you, go ahead. You've seen the selection. What's uh, how, go ahead. how much in advance do you need to order these things? I mean, I know like the Black Forest cake, it's hard to walk in and grab one. You have to 
kind of um, you know the re rest of the year it's it you can get one with with one day's notice but we're probably going to stop taking orders the friday before the friday the 16th or 7th well whatever whatever uh the 20th or something like that the, the or forgive me i i don't have a calendar in front of me but the friday the week before christmas is probably the last day we'll take orders just because so many people get in early and, and order cakes and and so forth that they'll already be six seven hundred black forest ordered by that by that friday have you heard of people scalping your cakes people come in and get in that line and then they come uh, out and somebody else is begging yes we've seen that on facebook a couple of times that people will offer to sell their cake to somebody else for a couple hundred bucks <laughs> yes and we've had people come in and try to buy several so if they could take they say they're going to take them out and sell them to others well, you sell a, 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 a circle, uh, like a half sheet and a full sheet. Is that? We, we have seven sizes, really. And, and the last week of Christmas, we'll only sell our eight inches because it's really too difficult of a logistical uh, thing to, to make all these different sizes when you've got six, seven hundred, eight inches ordered. Mm -hmm. um, but for the rest of the time, yeah, we have cakes that serve an eight inch will serve eight to ten. And we have cakes that will serve up to 80. And what's the price on the one you'll serve right up till Christmas? Uh, $38 now. $38 for yep. a, a traditional size. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you have all the other cakes. You have breads, house-baked breads. Right. Uh, and uh, and all this, uh, you know, has, you know, it kind of uh, pushed out the sandwich and salad business. And, you know, for many years, you were kind of a deli restaurant and mm -hmm. and known for Rubens and, and then for a while for burgers and uh, you're just full of uh, full of Swiss pastry, full of uh, Black Forest now. So right. talk, yeah. talk about that. Well, I mean, obviously, COVID was in 2020 was very difficult for everyone. And a lot of restaurants didn't make it. And uh, we just we really couldn't manage to make a profit on the restaurant side compared to the bakery. And, and you know, you guys have been in. We're not we can't it would take a lot of construction in order to make a drive through and all those kind of things. And some of the convenience things that people are interested in now. And, uh, we really just looked at that and, and compared our profits in the bakery versus profits in the restaurant and decided it would be wise just to, to do away with the restaurant. We get people who still come in today, two years later and, and are, what happened? Why? I love this restaurant. And, you know, I, I I'm thinking, if you love this restaurant, you'd have been in before two years later and, and found that out that it wasn't there. So. Yeah. Well, I think people miss the breakfast in particular. Uh, and, and, you know, it, that, that was, that was a, a niche that we served and it was great. And it was the problem with breakfast, honestly, bud is, is it was really busy on Saturdays, but the rest of the week it, it, it suffered and we had to have cooks on staff in order to cook. Right. And, and they wound up standing around a lot Monday yeah. through, or Tuesday through Friday. And that's just that doesn't help us make a profit. <laughs> yeah. What? how do you compare the independent bakery business today with the, the big supermarkets that you compete with? What what are you and Blue Bonnet and the independent bakers having to do now to, to uh, hold on to your own? I mean, I, I, I just I really think it's a it. I mean, most of our stuff, 90% of our stuff is still made from scratch with, with sugar and, and, and flour and all that. From And, and uh, I mean, someone on it from a, a grocery store may challenge me on it, but a lot of their stuff comes in in sacks and, and pre-baked or pre-packaged that's baked and served there at the store and and uh, a lot of preservatives in them. And, and 
I mean, some of them taste pretty good, but I really just think out and out quality, day in, day out, handmade, the quality is much better at at the bakeries like ours. And then you have the independent panaderias too, that seem to be really flourishing and doing Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. I mean, people want a touch of home now, I think. There's everything has been so uh, Amazonified that, that, I think there's still room for us in this in this uh, world that local bakeries and local restaurants that, that serve something that you can't get everywhere else. Steve, what's your favorite at Swiss Pastry? Well, of course, the uh, the cake. The, the, the cake, I, the I, end cake. Yeah, that's kind of, uh, um, there was like a trend for a while where all the chefs around town would get their picture stuffing a piece of cake in there. <laughs> Which was a lot of fun. Uh, now you had a, a fire recently, right? Of some sort. We we did. Uh, my my, I, I go to bed at five o'clock in the afternoon because my daughter, uh, because I go to work at two in the morning. Uh, my daughter came bursting in the in my bedroom at six thirty a week ago Tuesday and said the pastry shop's on fire. The pastry shop's on fire. And so you know, I fly out of bed and and start throwing shoes on and and I'm still in my pajamas and driving down there and my wife calls me. Did you hear the pastry shop's on fire? When well, when we got there, it, the, the fire was largely contained to the oven, and the oven has a chimney stack to the outside, and you know all this burnt sugar essentially smell was going into the neighborhood. And one of the neighbors called the fire department and said, "There's a fire somewhere around here. We smell burning, you know, something." So the the fire department was in our building before even the smoke detectors went off because, <laughs> you know, there, there was, it was largely just going out the, out the chimney stack. And uh, yeah. And that's, oh, there that's, we go. that's a picture of uh, the fireman had, you know, burst into the bakery and, and uh, pulled all the charred smoking remnants of black forest cake out of the oven and uh, stomped out what little bit of, of fire there was. And uh, we were very thankful for them. They helped us out a bunch and, uh, you know, I'm actually glad that the black forest burnt up because what had happened was the thermostat broke on our oven and it started to heat up again uh, after it was it was largely turned off. We have a main switch that turns everything off and then a thermostat switch that just turns the heat off. And uh, it had it turned back on again. And by the time we got there, it was well over 500 degrees in that oven. And but if the cakes weren't in there, who knows how hot it would have gotten. And we could have had a real fire that actually did some serious damage. And that needed to be fixed before all your holiday baking. So. Correct. Yeah, we had a we had a, I had we had a serviceman out this week with a new thermostat, and the oven is working great now, uh, no such issues. And uh, we'll be having to play catch up the whole time, uh, baking a lot of extra black forest in order to have enough for Christmas since we missed a week's production. Of course, Hans, the community panic was just amazing. It was like the, <laughs> my phone started ringing. Rigging right away, said fire trucks at Swiss Pastry. What's going on? What's going on? Are you texting? I got a text message. What's going on? Swiss Pastry. Swiss. I mean, you it's like you knew before I did. There was there was a a, a community. Uh, well, you know, because it was tweeted that there was a fire at your address, and then mm-hmm. you said, "Oh my gosh, it's the cake shop." So it's like people started just going crazy and a panic. The whole idea of the of uh, you know damage to any of the black forest cakes was really uh, and I mean and people surrounded the place. It's like people mm-hmm. came to make sure everything was okay. You're a community. You're a beloved community landmark and a community. By the way, speaking of landmark, we should say uh, 3936 West Victory Boulevard, which is a couple of blocks west of Montgomery. If you know where Montgomery uh, enters the Chisholm Trail Parkway between I-30 and Chisholm Trail. 
that if you turn on Lovell, which is the westbound street there by Railhead Smokehouse and Flying Fish, then it's a couple more blocks to Swiss Pastry Shop, and mm-hmm. the and the uh, and it's in a in a strip shopping center there, and uh, you know just large long glass cases full of cakes, pies, and breads, and uh, you know and the, the, of course the magical cakes and and uh, a nice pie case to pick your meringue pie from. So, but uh, 30, 39, 36 West Vickery Boulevard since nineteen seventy three. Correct. Uh, Years next June. Yeah. What are you going to do next June for your? uh... We're still planning something. I'm. I'm not. It's. It's. It's six months away. So uh, we're. We're trying to figure out what exactly we're going to do, and and uh, I'm sure it'll be fun. What's new? What's different? I know you're always trying different cakes and pies to see what works. What's. uh, What do you have now that's you know kind of something different you've had lately, or what have you got up your uh, your your chef's coat sleeve? Um, we, we're kind of, we've, we've hired some, some new decorators and we're working on, uh, getting into the custom cake market. That's, that's kind of, uh, that's a really flourishing area of the bakery industry currently. And, uh, we're, we're wanting to do some of that. Um, a lot of, I mean, I, I love playing with the, the crescents and that kind of stuff. And we'll, we'll always have specials, a, a spinach crescent or a mushroom crescent or, we make the the we call it the Queen of Monte Cristo. If you remember the old Monte Cristo sandwich from Bennigan's, we do a, a a crescent that has the ham and Swiss and turkey and and cheddar and and raspberry jam in it with a little powdered sugar on top. And that uh, first day we made those a few few months ago, it it we sold like fifty that morning, and uh, that's that's a wild and crazy one for us, and it sells a bunch. And then what are the top cookies that sell? Uh. Uh, a thumb, a thumb far print. away the thumbprint, uh, in, and it's not even my favorite cookie. But there's something about it that that I mean, we we make, you know, fifty dozen a week, and and that they they sell like crazy. I mean, you sell a bunch of chocolate chip too, but people just tend to buy thumbprints like crazy for some reason. You have some big deluxe cake with or cookie with a chocolate chip and. Nuts and oatmeal. I can't remember the name of our, it. Our fudgy love cookie is, is that's my favorite cookie. And, uh, oh, we've lost the fudgy love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Steve, I think we probably ought to wrap it up because we're, we're just about out. Uh, I'll just tell everybody that 3936 West Vickery Boulevard, if you're still with us, is Swiss pastry shop. And, uh, Hans is uh, going to get another fudgy, fudgy love at this moment. And until next time on the Eat Speak podcast, I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson.